Hello, everybody, and welcome to Break the State Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dunk Limpman. Joining me today, back for round two of what we've dubbed the Liberty Orgy, is, of course, Jamie Kane, founder and host of Liberty Uninterrupted, and Logan Carpenter and Matt Billingsley, two halves of the Against the Mob podcast. You can find both Liberty Uninterrupted and Against the Mob on all major podcast hosting platforms, and you can also find them both on Instagram and Twitter. Today we take a deep dive into the medical tyranny here in the U.S. and abroad, taking on everything from vaccine passports to mask mandates, and speculating on what we see coming down the line as we descend further into global fascism. But before we get into that, I want to let you know that you can support this show and help spread the message of self-ownership by picking up some Break the State podcast merch, which is now available through my sponsor, Anti-State Apparel. Head on over to breakthestate.net forward slash shop that will take you directly to the Break the State podcast collection on the Anti-State store, where you can find my t-shirt and hoodie, both of which feature the Break the State podcast logo on the front and a giant yellow anarchist A on the back circled with the Break the State slogan, which reads, Authority is an illusion, you own yourself. All proceeds do go directly to keeping the lights on over here, so if you want to support this show and help spread the message of liberty, please head over to breakthestate.net forward slash shop and pick up your merch today. And while you're over there, be sure to check out all of the other great Liberty-themed apparel that Anti-State has to offer, such as hats, shirts, stickers, flags, patches, and more. Anti-State, no tolerance for being governed, no rulers, no masters. We are also brought to you by Public Hangings for Pedophiles. Public Hangings for Pedophiles is a company that was formed with the goal of turning awareness into action. At the end of each fiscal quarter, PHFP makes a donation to an organization in the fight against human trafficking and pedophilia. So with every purchase of a t-shirt, sticker, or other gear from PHFP, you're not only making a statement, you're making a difference by both supporting victims and helping to prevent new ones. Visit publichangingsforpedophiles.com today to join in the fight, and be sure to check out the new limited edition PHFP Ghosted patch, which drops on August 16th. And last but not least, we are also brought to you by Lucky Links by author TJ McKay. A deep state Wall Street government conglomerate hides in the shadows and controls all world events. As they plan their next move to establish a new world order, their newest recruit turns out to be a problem. Dark web cyber criminal Lucky fights to save our freedom from the hidden leviathan of the state. Order this riveting work of anti-state fiction, now available on Amazon. Just type Lucky Links in the Amazon search bar, that's L-U-C-K-E-E-L-Y-N-X, Lucky Links by author TJ McKay. The world needs a hero to take down Wall Street. And finally, before we get started today, I have a quick announcement to make. Break the State Podcast has officially joined the Sovereignty Network. The Sovereignty Network is a coalition of liberty-minded content producers and other businesses and organizations that have come together to help spread the message of freedom and liberty into the culture. Break the State will be joining alongside Liberty Uninterrupted, Against the Mob, Public Hangings for Pedophiles, and No Kings Coalition, with more members coming soon and an official Sovereignty Network website in the works, so stay tuned for more great things to come there. Alright, without further delay, this is Break the State Podcast.
to get the Jaime Cayenne thing going. <laughs> yeah, do it. do it again. Everyone say exactly what you said the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is another edition of the Liberty Orgy. We have had some tef- technical difficulties tonight, but uh, with you again, it is Break the State Podcast. As always, I am the host of that, Dunk Limpman, and then we have the boys over from Against the Mob. That's right. Logan Carpenter here, the Batman of Liberty with my, uh, I guess that makes Matt the Harley Quinn. Uh, Matt the Harley Quinn. I was going to go with Robin, now. but okay. <laughs> Holy funny. metal rocks, Batman. <laughs> and, you know, technical difficulties. I'm sure y'all won't hear a lot of those, but I did want to apologize for Jamie being technically an hour late today. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> And in the other corner, in the other corner, we have uh, Jamie Standing King from five foot two. <laughs> Liberty Uninterrupted. It's really funny the fourth time you said that, Matt. <laughs> what is up, everybody? This is your boy, Jamie Kane. Liberty Uninterrupted, it's good to be here. Uh, I've said this before, I'm getting deja vu, but I've been looking forward to this all week. So here we are again, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, I'm ready to this show wrong. <laughs> For, just for context, we were four minutes into our first take, and Jamie, yeah. after being an hour late, cut out, so we had to restart. So here we hey, are now. My FBI agent, Steven, messaged me and said, not today, buddy boy. You're not allowed to do it. So that's what happened. He said, you're not going to do it. We're going to take you out. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Let's take it as a good sign. If we got those kind of eyes on us, then somebody's listening to the podcast. All you see is like a red dot on my forehead. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have to be I've on the second story to get an angle on your short ass. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I've always said if you're not on a watch list, you're doing something wrong. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's so good, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's. I'm. I'm like insulted. He's not on the top floor. I'm like, what the hell, man. <laughs> I deserve a third floor assassination, you freaking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm sure the feds would be happy to accommodate. Yeah, yeah, dude. Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, so uh, the reason that I've brought you all together today, or rather the reason that we've all decided to come together today, is to discuss the COVID tyranny and fascism that is ever flowing down the pipeline of government bullshit um in this country and around the world and some pockets worse than others um some places not as bad but of course we've all heard about what's going on in new york and australia and so many other places um and i think we all just kind of wanted to discuss that get our thoughts out on what's going on i guess that's kind of the the reason that we're here is that right (laughs) it sounds about right i just showed up (laughs) i think it's what we agreed to yeah i uh, no i I, I think we would be amiss, and I know we all we were all in a group. Uh, yeah, everyone should be jealous that we're all in a group DM together on Instagram. It's freaking lit. But I uh, I think we all we all realized that this episode needed to happen sooner rather than later, and we wanted to get this thing rolling because there are so many. I mean, it's moving fast. Like it's mo- I, we we just recorded the boys from Against the Mob. And me just record an episode. Uh, you know, not that long. I don't remember when we released it. A couple um, months ago. Yeah, on mine it was called uh, Pandora's Passport. I think when y'all's it was called. I, don't, I can't remember what it was called because I don't remember. But go ahead. What was it called? I, I can't remember either. That you don't remember sure. either? Okay, well. <laughs> wow. But I. Uh, so we recorded that and I went back and listened to it. I'm like, dude, we were right about half the shit we said. And I think we're going to be right about the other half of the stuff we said. 
but it's just a matter of time. I just didn't realize when we were talking then, I didn't realize it would be like a couple months later. You know, I thought mm-hmm. it'd be a couple of years and they're rolling things out, it's tearing out so fast. Like we don't in the Liberty movement, like I hate to say this, but we really don't have the luxury of time on our side right now, you know, with everything going on. So, yeah, absolutely. You're seeing these things exacerbate and, and I've heard it that kind of the white pill argument that the, the reason we're seeing that is because the walls are closing in on the establishment that we've got more resources and access to, to knowledge and information than we've ever had as human beings. So it is getting harder and harder for the, the lizard people to keep the veil over their face, so to speak. Um, and I do wonder how much of that is, is uh, exactly what we're seeing now that they, they're starting to realize that, Hey, people are waking up. People are starting to see through the bullshit and that we need to uh, do something divisive today in order to make sure that these people keep fighting each other rather than uh, coming after our heads. Matt, put your damn hand down. No, <laughs> don't don't let them behind the screen, Jamie. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're just really good at communicating with no cues whatsoever. That's supposed to be. Um, well, I think that there's something that it's really interesting because I was having a conversation with someone the other day about, you know, I do get white pilled about um, how many people are waking up and they are coming around to our side, like taking the red pill, so to speak. But I think that I, I, I'm trying to reject the black pill when it comes to this, because for every person I've seen red pilled through this pandemic and the lockdowns, I see two more that are getting blue pilled. Like my Instagram feed is filled with people that if you rolled out a vaccine mandate tomorrow, if you rolled out um, COVID passports, they would be they would jump at the bit um, to be like, yeah, fuck the unvaccinated. Don't care. Shame on you. You're a burden to society, public health, all of that bullshit. And I just really wonder that is it where we focus, right? It's like is is because our, our attention is focused on like how many people are in the movement with us. Are we turning a blind eye to how many people are also buying into the narrative that is the that is the you know the government story about COVID and and that there's a lot there's a lot more people than we maybe want to acknowledge that are more on board with this than we think. I think a lot of people maybe aren't even 100% on board, but they're kind of passively on board because even a lot of the people that I work with that maybe don't necessarily buy into the narrative 100%, they're still, you know, getting vaccinated. They're still like, well, you know, it's just a mask. It's not that big of a deal. Um, So I I think, but at the same time, I mean, I, I know you, all three of you guys have heard me say it and my audience has heard me say it a bunch of times that I have, you know, at least the one friend at work that was a big Trump guy and, and you know, very big into Republican politics and all of this. And he has become very disillusioned over the last year and a half, um, not only because of COVID, but other things as well. Um, so I think I think it's kind of both. I think we have a lot of people that are taking the red pill and a lot of people that are taking the blue pill. So, yeah, yeah I, and it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jamie. No, you're good. Uh, I'll go first. So, I, uh, <laughs> I, everyone's like, Jamie's a dick, dude. No, uh, but um, I, I think I agree with Dunk completely. I think that it, the hardest part for me is that people they're indifferent to, they're indifferent to, <laughs> damn it, damn it, Matt. Uh, they're indifferent to the. Uh, the the tyranny you know what i'm saying like like you said like a lot of people i think we talked about this before on when i've had against the mob on, on liberty uninterrupted or maybe when i went on with y'all i can't remember but i know we talked about it together where it was you know the majority of nazi germany weren't nazis but they also weren't opposition they were just complacent right. 
in where they were. And that's where we are today. The majority of people are complacent. They're indifferent to what happens, which is a dangerous place. I wish people at the base level would understand, man, coercion and aggression are really just not good things for the government to have a monopoly on. It doesn't seem like you should have to, you know, Republican, Democrat, left, right, center, libertarian, whatever. It really doesn't. I don't feel like it's this this political uh, divisive thought of coercion is a bad thing. We all know that on, on the individual level, but for some reason, when it comes to the government, people just seem to forget that it's immoral. And that's, that's one of the most difficult things I'm having trouble with right now. And that's the reason, like, honestly, I've been really blackpilled lately. And I hate to say it is that there's really good people. I know I have really good friends who are genuinely good people and they're so indifferent and they're even scared and they're just willing for the government to do anything to quote unquote, keep them safe. And it's just very disheartening to be honest with you. Yeah. And it, it definitely, I mean, there's certainly a sentiment there that it's just easier not to care about politics. I used to say that a lot before I became a politically active person where it's like, Oh, life's better when you don't give a shit about politics. When are all these people were rambling and screaming at each other and they're pissed off all day long. And there really is something to that ignorance is bliss where you can kind of just push that to the side and go, I don't want to give a shit about this stuff. I don't care about it. What, I, what do I have to do? I have to get a shot, whatever. I got the flu vaccine. I'll get another one. And, and that way I can get on a plane today. Um, but you're totally right there. There's this larger overarching day by day, step by step growth that the government's going to take that had its natural incentive is only to gain more power and more authority over you. And that's just kind of the way that these things work. And if you don't do something to address it, eventually you're going to look back and, and see in the rearview mirror that, oh, shit, it's too late for me to actually fix this now. Yeah, 100%. And I think that something that I really want to push back on is this um, narrative of public health, right? Because that's what I'm seeing from the people that are, you know, what, and like, oh, show me your papers. You know, we've gone from all of this, like, oh, you don't tread on, you know, like my body, my choice to where are your fucking papers, bitch. You can't come eat in my restaurant. Like, we wouldn't, we had that, that was a very fast transition that I did not expect to happen that rapidly but when when we talk about public health right and that it is necessary for society to roll out these vaccine mandates right so i listened to like the michael's mcconish program in the morning on potus and i like his perspective because he's like very moderate like in the middle but very mainstreams right so he's he's spewing acceptable narratives and so but he had uh laura or lauren chin um, whoever that doctor from CNN, she, he had her on the show this morning and some of the things that she was talking oh about where it's like, oh, we need, to, we need to do this because of public health and we need these vaccine mandates because of this and that and all of these things. And I, I just want to put out on the table, like if we if this was actually about public health, then we would be mandating that every person in this country needs to exercise 30 minutes a day. Every person needs to drink a gallon of water every day. Every person needs to have their full serving of vegetables every single day. Every person needs this amount of sunshine, right? If we were actually interested in public health, we would reclassify what the FDA considers food. We would put a massive tax on McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King and Pizza Hut. And as much as I enjoy slutty pizza from Pizza Hut and Domino's, that's not necessarily healthy food that's going to help my body do what my body needs to. And so I just have to point out that it's like for all of those naysayers who are like, no, this is about public health. This is about control. 
Because if this was about public health, we would be approaching this in a in a million different ways. And sure, if you want to get the vaccine, then go ahead. Don't care. If you don't, then that's fine, too. I don't think that you're a threat either way. But when we sit there and we dictate from the top down that this is for the public good and this is about public health with while neglecting all of the things that we know are actually really good for us, getting eight hours of sleep, drinking a lot of water, staying away from fast food, et cetera, et cetera. Then, mm-hmm. then the, only the a half bag of cigarettes a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the idea of public health, like it's no longer about public health because if your definition of public health is a, a, a vaccine that has been ran through a pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company that has shareholders, it's actually just to point this out. Um, Moderna's stock price a year ago was $70 a share. It is now up to $450 a share. So tell me again about how this company is uh, out there for the public good and not their bottom line. Right. And that's a pretty common tactic we see in a lot of areas. I mean, it's politics 101. You you need to create fervor so that everyone will get on board with what you're saying, get behind you, get your constituents going. Uh, it reminds me a lot of kind of the uh, the climate stuff where it's like, There are states that have straight out outlawed plastic straws. Plastic straws make up less than 1% of the pollution in the ocean. You know, what makes up a lot of that pollution is fishing nets and big corporations who account for the vast majority of the pollution. So it's these, these interesting things where they will demonize you for not caring enough about this extremely important topic about this thing Mm -hmm. that we can't afford not to care about public health or, or the environment. But when you look at the legislation that gets passed, you start seeing where the money actually changes hands and who's actually benefiting from it. And it rarely is the, uh, the actual thing they are, are uh, pointing at. Yeah. I would just like Go to ahead, point Don. out that um, to, to your point, Matt, a moment ago that you were saying that um, about public health is that the majority of the people that have died from COVID would have never died in the first place. If your version of public health that you put forward just a moment ago was actually put in place, if people were actually exercising and eating properly, like the vast majority of people would have never died from COVID because the majority of them were severely overweight, diabetes, heart disease, etc. So, Yeah, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine that is a medical professional, and they... So that they've single-handedly seen, uh, I won't say the number of people die. They said die from COVID. And I had to clarify, I said, is it die from COVID or dying with COVID with comorbidities? And then right. they, they, they went into the conversation. They, they actually never even answered that question, which was very, I mean, the conversation was like. And this is somebody that I respect a lot. I'm very good friends with, and, and I think the world of them, that's one of the reasons I after I had the conversation with this person, I'm like, we're so screwed, dude, because I know this person's not a bad person. You know, if, if, if these people were bad people uh, at, at the end of like at just the general population level, the people that are like like this, if they were nefarious people, I'd say, oh, we got a shot. The fact is, I know good people that think the the, the, the mandate should be vaccinated. People should be basically screwed over without getting the vaccination because that's the private company's right to do that. What we can get into that to later. But anyways, I said, I said, is it comorbidities or is it how many people have died with no comorbidities strictly of the novel coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus, how many? And they didn't, they never even answered that. And that's my question because here's the deal with that. If you're going to say that you're affecting my health or I'm affecting your health, but not getting vaccinated, 
Now I can say with that same logic, you're affecting my health because you could have done the things that were preventable. You could have not gotten fat. You could have eaten healthy. You could have exercised. You could have done your body. You could have done things the right way. And because of your actions, now you're making me have to get a vaccine because you haven't taken care of yourself. I'm going to use that same argument against people who drive 60 in the left lane for my mental health. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Go to hell. And I also want to say this, that Matt, you mentioned that Moderna uh, just blew up right there. What what was the increase again? I mean, it's probably, I don't know, 200 percent, 400 percent. Well, I guess the the monetary amount. Yeah, yeah. So there is an act called the I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's the Bob Dole Act. The, it's it's B A Bob Dole Act, which Bob basically Dole. gives government workers the it gives government workers permission to invest in and excuse me file patents. Um, I'm butchering this. It basically gives people the, the, the permission in government to file patents using taxpayer funds. Fauci owns a thousand patent, uh, patents, including patents that are in Moderna including patents other than the Moderna vaccine. So like you said, tell me again how this has nothing to do with the almighty dollar and everything to do with health. You can't have the world's, the, the nation's leading health professional, the guy that we take all of our orders from when it comes to how we operate under this new normal and tell me that the man has a holds the patent for the Moderna vaccine and somehow that is not a conflict of interest. Tell me again, Say dude. Fauci. Say Fauci. <laughs> Fauci. I don't know if you I'm guys. I'm watching you. Always watching. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the, the recent video that Mark Dice put out where he was doing that like man on the street thing. Um, and so he was actually he had a, a fake petition that he was having people sign. And he's like, yeah, you know, the vaccines has been out for however many months now and only about 50% of people are taking it. So we need to go ahead and mandate this vaccine and anybody that doesn't want to get vaccinated should just go to jail. And so many people are, are fucking signing this fake petition that they think is real, of course. And they're like, yeah, of course. Yeah, people should definitely go to jail. And, and, and it's just it's hilarious because as as the people are signing it and they're you know, they got to write their name, they got to write their um, email address or telephone number, all that good stuff. As they're signing it, he's like, yeah, you know, there, there could be potential side effects from the vaccine. We don't really know because it's not FDA approved yet. And it hasn't gone through all of the rigorous testing that a normal vaccine would have gone through. But, um, you know, we can worry about that later. And everybody's like just shaking their heads. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, people should people should go to jail if they don't get uh, vaccinated. So just kind of staying on that black pill <laughs> uh, perspective from earlier, that's something that really um, <laughs> that really yeah. threw me off when I watched that. A couple of people did call him like a scumbag and stuff for for being out there and trying to do that. And obviously it was just a joke and, you know, to or a test rather to kind of see, test the waters and see how people felt about it. But it was definitely eye-opening for me to see how many people were willing to have the guns of government uh, turn against their fellow citizens who just don't want to be injected with a pharmaceutical product. Right. An experimental Uh, pharmaceutical product. That's it. I mean, that's it. And I think that that's one of the reasons where I'm very apprehensive and I reject democracy. And I don't like the fact that a lot of people around me have a vote. Um, I don't like this. I don't like the fact that there's a system that has this force anyways, but the fact that so many people women, um, <laughs> black, <laughs> Jews, black people, 
<laughs> it goes on and on. You know, you know, when this episode explodes, we're gonna cut that one snippet. That's out. gonna be the clip, and they're gonna. <laughs> I was gonna leave it at women. I'm comfortable yeah. with my misogyny. I didn't want to go any farther than that. Matt was racist ass. Had to go everywhere else. Oh, what can I say? It, it's in my blood. Um, <laughs> but it it blows my mind that there are so many people who seem pretty harmless right when you go about your day-to-day you interact with them it's like this is a very harmless person they don't they they're they're not the big bully on the block they're not trying to do anything outside of the lines but you give them the opportunity to feel superior or to enact aggression against their neighbor in a way that they feel like they are morally superior because they are about it it becomes mind-blowing how quickly these seemingly harmless people are now out there advocating for segregation of society. And this is like one of those things that's like checkmate liberals. What are you going to do? Because we know that the African-American community and the Native American community are under vaccinated by using the language of the mainstream media, right? And so if you're going to force these, these mandates and this segregation based on that, now all of a sudden, like you're supposed to be the champion of the minority. You're supposed to be the defender of the weak. But now you want to take the, that same group of people and say, oh, well, you didn't participate in the way that we decided is acceptable. Therefore, go back to your fountain, boy. Like, does no one understand like how quickly these things progress? And I know that I know that we understand this, but just speaking in general, it's like, did no one pay attention in fucking history? Because Hitler didn't show up there and everyone's going to be like, oh, he goes straight to the Holocaust and Hitler comparisons. Fuck him. No, it's like Hitler did not start with, hey, guess what I want to do? I want to put all the Jews in fucking ovens. He didn't start there. He says, hey, are you guys hungry? Good. I'm going to put food on the table. Oh, you guys don't like this? Perfect. I'm going to fix this. And he starts with these very simple things that make people feel safe in their body. Same thing here. Oh, you guys don't you guys are afraid of going outside because you might get a disease? Well, guess what? I have a solution for you. And you slowly start marching down that road until one day you wake up and it's like, "Huh. All of my neighbors that are Jews are gone and there's like there's that camp about five miles away and it smells really funny when they start burning that smoke you know and like that's where we get there and it it blows my mind that so many people are just ready willing and able to jump at taking away someone else's rights like not even government given rights god given rights rights that are inherent to you being a goddamn human being and there's 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 a good chunk of your countrymen, if you're listening to America and probably in any country in the world that wants to take away your rights because you don't want to get a shot. How does that not ring alarm bells to anybody that's not already got their eyes or, or their, you know, their ears perked up? I uh, I just want to say that segregation by ignorance is a real thing, man. I, I was the same person I was talking to the other day. Um, just yesterday, and I said, I said we're promoting segregation. And they said, well, of course, I don't want people to get segregated. I just think like if they don't get vaccinated, then it's a company's right to fire them. I think it's a a store's right to kick them out. I think it's a community's right to not let them in their community. And I'm like, that is literally segregation. Like I don't know, like I, you can say, oh, I don't want. I think segregation is bad. I don't want to do segregation. I just think the black kids should play 
somewhere else from the white kids. They're not bad. They that. just shouldn't play with our race. Yeah, exactly. Or just don't no, like you can have use food. our fountain. I don't see the big deal. Just go you know? to the back of the kitchen, boys. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're more than welcome to come in the restaurant, just like uh, or to eat our food. Just get it out of the dumpsters. Not that big a deal, you know. But it's that's what's going on. It's it is segregation. They think we're not segregating them. We're we're just saying that you know go play with somebody else. Dude, at the you you are literally segregating people by your own ignorance, and that's that's the thing that really really just baffles me. Is like you said, the historical retards. I may be vertically retarded, but they're just straight up retarded. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and it is amazing to see people forget that, especially Zinga. when you uh, and and maybe the generation a little bit younger than us doesn't get it. But we talk about a lot about how it used to be the anti-state left. The people on the left didn't want the state to take over. And these crazy people in the CIA and the FBI are trying to force their way of life on you. And it's something about we just get a, an arm's length away from that oppression hitting us. And every one of us as Americans immediately wants to turn it on the other group and force them to live the way we want to live. And I, I think that's, you know, of course, it's a lot of what it drew all of us to, to the liberty movement, I think. But it it's weird that nobody can seem to grasp that message that, man, every time you're bitching about something in the government, Shouldn't the solution to that be maybe we need less federal government overreach into our private lives? Well, I mean, I think on the same token, as you're talking about the left, is that they are the ones that are traditionally also anti-corporation, yet they're the ones that are in favor right now of mandating a pharmaceutical product uh, by a mega corporation be injected into people's veins. And I think that um, like my one of my favorite takes that's come out of this whole thing was um, Dave Smith that put out a tweet the other day, uh, something to the effect of... Um, if you think that a, a pharmaceutical, uh, if you think that um, your rights ought to be hinged on whether or not you've taken a pharmaceutical product, you're not a, a liberal and you're not a conservative, you're a fascist. And that's the only word that there is for you. And I think that he really hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, I, sh- I share that one on the Liberty uh, page on Instagram and my personal pages. I'm like, he nailed it on the head. I mean, there, there's no other way around that. You can call all of us fascists. And all of us neo-Nazis and racists and stuff. But when you're literally saying that you don't have a choice in your body and you have to inject something the state is mandating, that's sort of fascism. There's no way around that. I was actually going to say, Doc, I'm really glad you said that. Is it amaze anybody else that that the that the same people that did Occupy Wall Street are now the biggest proponents of big pharma and big corporations? I mean, I mean, this person, I keep bringing it back to this conversation because it was so recent, but I think it's such... It was such a, a a perfect example of where leftists are right now because this person is on the left. It was big business. Well, private businesses can do what they want. Since when hmm. did you guys start saying that? You know, since right. when did you even believe in private business when it fits your narrative? For that's exactly sakes, what dude. it is right there. When we the all... hell did this happen, bro? You right. freaking hypocrites! <laughs> you know, and like I, that's that's the biggest thing for me is just like wow. We have we have really turned a, a full one eighty here, haven't we? I, I just yeah, can't believe that they're back the uh, big diagram crossover between my body, my choice, and you need to get vaccinated right now, mandated through legislation. Yes, yeah, I and I love saying that now. I'm like, yeah, my body, my choice. Yeah, but my body, my choice. And you can just see like that meme where like it's the <laughs> it's like the super nice guy, and then like you say something they don't like, and they get all cringy and mad. You know, what I'm talking about like the, like the gray. Yeah, the gray one. He's like, yeah, and he's all like pissed off. That's like seriously. That's what people. Yeah, my body, my choice. And there's there's almost like you can't use that. 
That's my thing, you know. That's our <laughs> language. Listen, you bish. Listen, you dirty bish. <laughs> That's exactly why I like using that language too, though, on that exact point. That it, it's the quickest way to pointing out hypocrisy, I think, a lot of times is when you can just take their own phrase and turn it against them like that. Because you kind of have to be faced by your own logic at that point and argue against yourself. Yeah, you got to attack the left from the left and attack the right from the right. Dunk, you're really good about that, man, on your podcast. I want to say, like, you you do that a lot, and I admire that of you. And so I think you're that logic, they can't get around it because you can. And, and that's my favorite thing is seeing how frustrated they get because they literally <laughs> can't, they literally can't get around that logic at all. They're just like, what? You know, then they call you a, you know, they call you a bigot or I say a faggot, but they might call you that too. And they might call you a lot of names, you know, <laughs> it depends, it depends on, on who the, I'm dealing with. Yeah, exactly. It depends on the side of the aisle they're on, you know, but I, I just find it. And I want to say too, that none of us here are anti-private business. Like any, none of us here are anti, you know, free market, anti-free market, anti, like, you know, private businesses do have the right to do what they want. The problem is, is that. We've often talked about how on this podcast, on all of our podcasts in and together, that whether it's the state, whether it's an individual, or whether it's a business, they don't get to trample on your rights just because they call themselves a business or just because they are a business. Trampling of rights is trampling of rights. And a lot of these companies aren't even private businesses. You know, I'm saying? Walmart's not a private business. They've taken taxpayer dollars. Amazon's not, definitely not a private business. A lot of these big corporations that have that have done extremely well under the last 500 days are not private businesses in the first place. And even if they were, trampling on rights still is trampling on rights no matter who the entity is. Yeah, that's a really important point uh, to um, to reiterate. That thank you. You know, like fa- you. you know, like <laughs> tyranny is tyranny, regardless of who whomever it comes from and like and it's it's crazy to see how many bootlickers there are in all of the different avenues right like i run into bootlickers every day where it's like oh yeah the government like i love you daddy and it's like lick the boot but then it's also interesting because you run into those libertarian types that are just like well it's a private company bro you know as as uh dunk <laughs> as, as as you love your you know i love that episode and but and i say it all the time but it's it's amazing how many people fall back on that? But I think something that's really interesting to to just say out loud is that when you have these, when you have something that's being pushed from the state, from the background, right? So it's like everyone's like, they say, oh, well, hey, um, it's a private company that dictated that you can't do this. Then in the background, <laughs> God damn it. I was trying so hard. Trying no so reading hard. the chat when you're talking. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm, I'm back on focus. When you have these private companies that are taking government subsidies, right? And it's like a restaurant. So they're saying like, well, hey, look, I'm a private company. And the restaurant's like, well, if you want COVID relief, then I need you to mandate this. And it's like, well, COVID's ravaged my business. So when you have this coercion from the state, whether it be implicit or explicit, right? Even if it's behind the scenes, it is still the state interfering in your day-to-day life. And something that I cannot wrap my mind around is how many people are okay with the government. The government. Like, we're talking about some an entity that has done nothing good except waste your money. We're talking about an entity that has never gone under any sort of reform and is, is, the, is the perpetrator of crimes against humanity, countless of them. And now all of a sudden... They're supposed to be the arbiter 
of what is good and what is right. And it blows my mind that so many people, especially in our own movement, right? That's a critique of us. Or like, well, it's a private company. If you don't wanna if you don't wanna fly on the airline, then we'll just don't fly and just take just drive. You know, but it's like, but no, these airlines are getting pressure from the government because they have subsidies and they get perks if they cooperate. So there again, the state is this coercive force. And I just just feel like it needs to be said that these companies that we want to dub as private companies, quote unquote, are not private and they should not be treated as such. If anything, they should be regulated like we should be regulating the government. Well, and just to take that one step further, um, even if they were 100% private company that didn't receive any government funding whatsoever, um, and even if they weren't necessarily violating your rights, we as libertarians, as uh, you know, right-wing anarchists or, or whatever other term you want to throw on it, people that support the free market, one of our biggest talking points is always that, um, you know, how do you regulate a business uh, without the government? Well, you spread the word about their poor business practices and you boycott right. them, you stand out in front of their store and say, hey, that guy in there is an asshole. Don't, don't shop, you know, with him anymore or what have you. And that's how you actually get the business to change their policies. And it's hilarious. It's fun fucking hilarious to me when I see libertarians on Facebook or on Twitter or what have you that are saying, oh, look at look at all these stupid libertarians that are that are criticizing private business as if you're not allowed to criticize a private fucking business that's doing something shitty. Like just because I think just because I think that a, a baker should be able to not bake cakes for gay weddings doesn't mean that I don't think he might be an asshole for for turning down people that are trying to service him. Amen to that. Yeah, I agree, man. I think one that it's crazy to me that libertarians imagine like imagine when when Jim Crow was going on and libertarians were like that restaurant can just ban black people. That's their prerogative. It's private business, bro. It's a private business, bro. They can do it. They can. Who cares? It's, it's their it's their prerogative. I'm just like, but they're trampling right. And that's I think that's one big area in our movement that has really been. Sorry, I got distracted. Somebody's like standing out with the, their cat and they're like they're like holding their cat over their balcony there's that cat again off. yeah dude that happened last time huh and this dude's like holding his <laughs> yes. cat over the balcony i'm like is this dude gonna throw his cat like off this balcony right now freaking michael jackson <laughs> it's just like yeah he's got like a blanket no, just like dangling okay he's back everything i mean i don't i don't like cats so i'm whatever but i uh you know i <laughs> yeah, i'm just like I, yeah dude i'm like throw it throw it the guy's like what the hell Doug, what were you saying before? What were you talking? I lost my point now. Great. Here we go. <laughs> you were you were on on the topic of um you had mentioned like Jim Crow and you were talking about oh, yeah, yeah. private businesses. Libertarian that's just one place that we could be a lot better as as a movement is on private businesses. I'm not saying that we regulate them. Oh, and now I remember the original point. So I actually had another. I ha, I've been having a lot of conversations with liberals lately. Um, on, on Instagram. I'm on sorry. My, on, yeah, me too, dude. It's like, dude, just kill me, <laughs> just shoot me. But I uh, no, but cease and desist, Jamie. On, dude, wasn't that awesome, bro? <laughs> sorry, I, no, I don't mean to derail you. No, that was awesome, right? <laughs> Please cease and desist your usage of of Tolstoy quotes. I'm like, who the f- <laughs> you, dude? Who the fuck is this? No, I, uh, but I, a little Conor McGregor in there, but I, but so I was having a conversation with somebody cause she put on Instagram, I just, whatever, just, I may have just misgendered her. So excuse me, but she put on Instagram that, uh, 
the ex- there's a post going around that says the existential threat of global warming and how we're all going to die in 10 years. Like we haven't heard this story before. Right. And I put on that. She said, she said, don't you, do you think we need action now? And I, and it was like a poll on her personal. I said, no. And she messaged me, right? Because she's just, she expects everybody to agree with her. And then when somebody says no, it's like, I better message him. And I went into that point that dunk you made about private businesses and you can vote with your dollars. And she said, we were kind of going through the rabbit hole. And she said, I just don't see how we can make any difference without politics or the government. And I was like, well, you could stop supporting those businesses. I said, I don't know how many, you said, you may not support any of those businesses, but I guarantee like Leonardo DiCaprio, who is the world's champion of global warming, flying his damn private jet and using his damn private yacht when I have to, and I can't have a car anymore. I mean, give me a break. And so I was like, how about instead of going to the government to solve your problems, because they're the root cause of pretty much all of your problems. You stop supporting those businesses en masse. Boycott those companies. I'm telling you right now, they will react a lot quicker to a boycott, to loss of dollars and a loss of stock price than they will to a damn politician who just says that you can't do that anymore. And then meanwhile, lines their pockets so they can keep doing exactly what they've been doing. And she didn't respond to that, of course. So of course, yeah, left you on red. Man, what a bitch. <laughs> she did. Yeah, left me on red. I was like, <laughs> left you on red. What a fucking I was like, just bitch. because I own you doesn't mean you can't say, you know, anything. I mean, just, I don't know, say goodbye. Right, like Rude. mad face, just like the red emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. I think Logan had his hand argument. up first. I was look, I was watching. Oh, I was, Logan that. had his hand up, and then Matt had his hand up, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, all right, fair, fine. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, yeah, what what, are the, what are Robert's rules or whatever? I was like, Matt, I was going to ignore that. Logan's hand like he's been ignoring ours. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was just Logan's like your like hand. Uh, this, just the influence of, of media on that. I mean, it's we have these ideas of of all these crazy things in the past. I think that draw us like you brought up Jim Crow just now, and I think that's where a lot of people get into. Hey, how could we possibly do this without government? We needed government. Uh, to get this in the first and what they're overlooking a lot of times is the fact that government put a lot of Jim Crow laws on the book, first of all, uh, but also just how far we've come as a society, how much information we have again, back to that white pill of, of uh, the wealth of information we all have access to. Now, I don't think you could open up a restaurant today and say no blacks allowed. Maybe in five counties in the entire U.S., but most of those businesses are you are saying like out. if we didn't have if if they didn't put in like the the racial inequality laws that you could right, do we, that. Yeah. Let's say, you know, what's the the benefit versus the disadvantages of just getting rid of all the regulation laws? And like, well, somebody could open up a a segregated restaurant or a segregated business, and that wouldn't be good. And it's like, could they, though? How many counties in this United States do you think could actually survive if they were openly segregating people? And how many people would say of every race would be like, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going in there. And it goes back to that vote with your dollar thing versus what are the benefits you get of that regulation that you have a couple businesses that you know, maybe there's 1% of businesses out there that would love to be openly segregating right now, but they can't because of the laws on the book versus how many of these businesses operate year after year as a big company like Amazon at an intentional loss in order to kill all of their competitors, knowing that they have the insurance card of government welfare, uh, corporate welfare in their back pocket from our government. And they're going to take your tax money and bail them out anyway, because they own all the lobbyists. <laughs> 
No. And that's sorry, the that was episode. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I, I thought you were still thought, going, I, Logan. I, I, sorry. No. I didn't want I to interrupt. Matt's freaking leaving us hang. What the hell? <laughs> no, no so, sorry. No, I think I think you're right. Um, and I think like that is that is a really good segue to um, to like hop into like some some very real episodes of this. It's like we can take Obama's 60th birthday uh, celebration as a prime Man, example. 60 of, like, years old. Black Rules really doesn't for, crack. One year right. closer to dying. Here we go. <laughs> Break it, out the it's, crabs. It's it's wild how at the same time they are forcing this. Like there's the Delta variant, and then as soon as like the Olympics, you know, like two days before the Olympics o- was over, they started talking about the. I can't remember what what variant this one is. Um, but they they were all like, oh well, there's this deadly variant coming out of the Olympics from Japan, and so th- there's all of this talk about like, oh my God, variants, variants, be scared, be scared, be scared. All of the while, these very rich and very powerful people got together. Guess what? No mask, no social distancing. John Kerry flew there on a private plane. The same guy who's the uh, the envoy to the UN about climate change for America. Flew there on his private fucking jet, and they want to get together and then lecture us about how, oh, well, you guys need to stay apart. It's very, it's, it's important that you wear your mask. It's like, do, does no one, does no one actually see behind this charade? It blows my mind that it's like all of these people that have been lecturing us for months about everything. And Obama even tried to cover himself. It's like, well, due to current events, you know, um, we're going to uh, change the, the birthday venue. You know, there's going to be only 600 people here and 7,000 and nothing <laughs> actually changes. These people like they're laughing at you. And the episode that Logan and I are going to, record and release next is compliance will not save you. There is no way to comply your way into freedom. You know, I, I had, I saw a friend last night for the first time. I've probably seen him in like three years. Um, hadn't talked to him since, but first thing was like, he's like, Hey, I like your podcast. I like freedom. You know, and he just left it at that, just left it at that. And it's, it blows my mind that there are so many people that are just like, Oh my God! Happy birthday, Obama! Oh, I hate Jeff Bezos. Riri, congratulations on being a billionaire. And it's like, can you have a little bit of consistency, please? <laughs> just a little bit of consistency. That's all I ask. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. I think it's in the nature of statists to be morally and logically inconsistent all the time, whether they're of the left or right flavor of statism. They're gonna be inconsistent i mean that's just that's just statism for you um but uh what you're saying about obama it kind of reminds me that i forget who i heard this who, who i heard say this recently but it was something like um just in the united states alone there's been over 40 documented cases of like public servants that have um clearly violated their own like mask rules or or social distancing rules or whatever um like just in the united states and then of course you see like what was it the the g8 uh summit or whatever that they had where um you see biden and all these other world leaders that are all hugging and shaking hands and being all close together no masks or anything justin trudeau that fucking asshole um and all these people all these people getting together shaking hands and no masks and everything and then they turn the cameras on and they all you know stand six feet apart they put on their masks you know bump elbows you know just for the cameras and then you had 
AOC recently sitting with a bunch of oh, uh, yeah. a bunch of lefties on the on the staircase and she's not wearing a mask and then they're about to take the photo. Oh shit, let me slip the mask on real quick. They snap a picture and then she takes the mask right back and off. And those people all it's, laugh too around her. They all laugh yeah. about it. Like it's some big joke that she's like, "Oh, you know, I got to put the mask on." They're like, "Yeah, you do. <laughs> we love you." They're laughing at us. They're yeah. like, that's the thing. They're, they're like, not even the laughing at us. They're those, laughing at oh, us. Yeah, they're laughing. They're, yeah, they're ruling elite. I, I meant like the people around, the, the little people around AOC laughed when she did that, when she put her mask on. Like all these like sheep were just like, oh yeah, she forgot to put her mask on for the photo op. That's so funny. I'm like, you are literally witnessing hypocrisy in the human form of a retard and you can't even recognize it. You know, like, sorry, I'm using retard a lot tonight. I'm using retard and daddy <laughs> a lot, dude. So let's go. <laughs> well, daddy's part of the calling card here. <laughs> Welcome to daddy. So um, <laughs> let me ask you guys, um, because, you know, of course, the whole reason we wanted to have this episode and we've kind of derailed a little bit, which is fine. Um, but um, talking about oh. New York City, talking about New York City, I think, is one of the biggest things that's come out, at least in the United States um, as of as of late. So they've they've gone ahead and mandated um, that you can't go into what is it restaurants, gyms, gyms. Uh, bars, music venues, any, any, any type venue, of man. yeah, basically anywhere that's not a and you know a quote unquote essential um, business that you have to be vaccinated and you have to show your papers. Um, not only do you have to show your vaccination card, um, but you also have to show your ID, uh, which is hilarious because. Um, identification is racist um according to the democrats <laughs> that's um, only at the voters booth dunk <laughs> mm-hmm. um like i mean you were talking earlier about um matt i think you brought it up about how um the the black and, and native american communities are uh statistically much less likely to be vaccinated well according to the democrats they're also statistically much less likely to have a, a driver's license so how do you expect them to even if they are vaccinated how do you expect them to identify themselves if according to you they they don't even know where the dmv is at um to be able to get their driver's license so what do y'all see happening in new york do you think this is do you think this is really going to go through do you think enough people are going to stand up and and say no or how do you think it's going to go down yeah that's interesting it's hard to to get a feel on new york's pulse from texas down here for sure but i mean there's also the the thought that how many people who were on the fence about that have already gotten the fuck out of new york after this past year i know there's a lot of a lot of people who weren't just hyper liberal who saw this stuff going down and they're like, dude, I don't want to live under this kind of stuff. Why would I put up with this? And they've just gotten out of town. So maybe that lends to it being something that's going to be accepted by the remaining population there. I think, um, I think this is really an important, if you are in the New York city area, anywhere close to it, you need to be out in the streets right now and every day and defying this order. Because I think if this is allowed to go through, then that is just, that's just the first step. And once it happens in New York, it's going to happen in California. Um, it's going to happen in, in the remainder of, of New York state. Um, whoever their new governor is going to be, <laughs> um, you know, is, is probably going to mandate it there as well. And uh, of course, every blue city and blue state to follow um, and red cities and red states as well. I mean, um, here in Texas, I was, uh, I was 
furious before we started recording this podcast because um as my listeners would know um as much as i hate it my son is in public school right now and uh governor abbott down here had actually banned mask mandates in the state and uh my county uh, my county judge and mayor decided to put a temporary hold um, on the on the governor's orders and have gone ahead and mandated for children um, K through 12 to be masked uh, when the school starts back up next week. And I am I am fucking infuriated about they that straight to hell, dude. Um, so I'm those people, bro. And, and for anybody that would say, well, why don't you pull your son out? It's, it's of course, it's not as easy as that. Um, and, of course, I uh, share custody with his mother as well. So she's bought in hook, line, and sinker into this whole COVID narrative. Um, so it's not a whole lot that I can do right at the moment. But um, anyways, yeah, so I think, <laughs> I think, Jamie, you had something to say. I got so much to say. When I, when do I, when I don't have something to say, you know, Dunk? <laughs> but I... Um, I <laughs> There's a quote by de Blasio, who is the mayor of New York, that cracks me up, dude. It says, it's time for people to see vaccination as necessary to living a good and full and healthy life, de Blasio said during his daily press briefing. Daily press briefings by de Blasio? Shoot me now. I'm not I'm not watching daily de Blasio press briefings, man. Like, man, I really struggle on that one. Damn. Um, <laughs> but the next part of this quote says, this is crucial because we know that this will encourage, quote unquote, encourage a lot more vaccination. So let me get this straight. Ma- mandating that people have vaccination cards, show their ideas to basically live life and not be segregated is going to, quote unquote, encourage more vaccinations. I love their their wor- their usage of words here. It's not encouraging anybody. You're forcing people into a corner and they don't have another option. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, well, we're helping them. We're encouraging. We're helping them see the light because black people can't get to the DMV. They don't know how to take the driver's test. You don't know, regular people don't they don't know that vaccines are good for them. They don't know that you you don't know that killing your neighbor because he doesn't have a vaccine card eventually is good for you. It's fine. We'll just take care of it. It's not that big a deal. The language here is very and we've talked about it like Jordan Peterson. I know Matt and I've talked about it before. Language matters. And so them downplaying saying that these mandates are simply encouragement and not coercion is very, very important, especially if you're in New York to pay attention to, because everything they're going to do, they're going to downplay it. They're going to downplay eventually mandated vaccinations. What we're just we're encouraging people to be healthy. Yeah, by forcefully shooting them up with something, an experimental drug that even pass animal trials. The language is extremely important. Am I yelling enough? <laughs> not, en- not enough. I think th- you should keep yelling. <laughs> keep yelling. No, I th- ah, loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think New York is going to be very interesting because it, it, it is that test run, right? We're going to see how how does society react to this? How does how how does the government try to strong arm people into doing something? And how does the general populace respond? Do they respond with adverse um, action and they go to the streets and they start demanding the resignation and the heads of their elected officials? Or do they see this this complacent rollout where it's like okay i'm gonna go get this and you know if it's if it's the price i have to pay for a polite society that's all bullshit and i just looking looking at the narrative right so you're talking about language 
what blows my mind is that there was an there was an article posted on smirconish.com the other day where the where the author was talking about how it's time to start treating the unvaccinated and those who refuse to get it as the domestic terrorist that they are. And that to me, it's like, okay, so it's like we've gone now in the last 16, 18 months, we've gone from, well, you're a conspiracy theorist if you think the vaccine passports are going to be a thing. Well, you're a conspiracy theorist if you think the vaccine mandates are a bad thing. And we've gone through this big roller coaster of like, of all of these things that people are like, oh, well, I don't think that that's, this is a good thing for society. And everyone's like, oh, hush, you're just being silly. You've watched too much InfoWars and Alex Jones. And then they roll it out. And it's like, oh, come on now. You're just a bad person because you don't want this. And like, I don't, I honestly don't care what you do with your body. I truly do not care. I don't think that if you get the vaccine, you're going to affect my public health. I don't think that if you don't get the vaccine, you're affecting my public health. I don't think that if you do or don't wear a mask, you are affecting me in any way, shape possible. And you know what? And if I am that concerned about what effect you might be having on my life, then maybe I should tailor my life to decide to where I want to go. And if I'm that concerned about being in a casino in Las Vegas and people not wearing their mask, even though the governor just rolled out that mandate, then maybe I should leave fucking Las Vegas and not be in a casino with 5,000 other people, right? Like it's not that hard. Are you talking about taking responsibility for your own life and your own health and safety? Not talking about that because that is outrageous and that is that is the that is the language of domestic terrorist dunk. And I would never I would never try to spew that domestic terrorist rhetoric. Well you just did. You just I would never no no no. I'm wondering (laughs) if this isn't I just had a thought. What if this is just democratic five D chess and they finally (laughs) finally have found out how to go with the sheen of compassion to get rid of all their gigantic homeless problems in all these big leftist cities. Mm. And that uh, now if you don't have a vaccine, you get to go to concentration camps. That just happens to be all of the downtown population of San Francisco. But what about, but, but yes, also dude, answer absolutely. me this, like how, why aren't, why isn't COVID running rampant through the homeless population? They're in close confines with each other. They're in because close proximity. Because homeless aren't people. Maybe even a better example, the Amish community, which I was reading an article yeah, earlier where they're saying like, they're saying, hey, they're getting hit really hard by COVID in these Amish communities because they're not vaccinated. But you know what they're not getting is any deaths from COVID because they're all outside. They're active. They're healthy people. <laughs> so these comorbidities morbidities don't tend to exist in that community. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly like what I was pointing out earlier. And and it's funny to say that it's, you know, that the media will say, oh, it's because they're not vaccinated. Well, guess what, motherfucker? My grandmother's vaccinated and she just found out yesterday that she has COVID. So explain to me that it's, it's hilarious that they talk about herd immunity, um, that we need to reach herd immunity. But then, you know, halfway through this vaccine rollout, they admit that you can still catch the disease. You can still pass the disease around if you have the vaccine. So what the fuck is the point of taking the vaccine? Oh, well, it just makes you a little bit less sick if you get it. Okay. <laughs> so what's the point? Like, why are, if the whole thing was that, oh, I'm going to take the vaccine so I can protect others. Well, that was obviously a lie. You still have to wear the mask because you can still pass it. So well, they keep somebody explain the it. Post. Somebody make this make sense. They, they keep moving the goalposts. And that's, I wanted to make that point about what Matt was saying earlier was that they, they, keep, they keep moving the goalposts. Originally, the vaccine, like every vaccine, was made to stop transmissibility. They have admitted as of like last week that this vaccine does not stop transmissibility. 
And then everybody goes, then everybody all of a sudden says, yeah, that's what they said since the beginning. It's just about, it's just about making them less sick, not like stopping the, not stopping the virus. How, or my how favorite one is, is how that? originally when they talked about natural herd immunity, that's, right. that cannot work. That's insanity to think that natural herd immunity is going to take care of this problem. But then we came out with this new vaccine that mimics the protein molecules so that your body can get a little look at it ahead of time and create an immunity to it. Uh, which to me sounds a whole lot like exactly what would happen with herd immunity. And another question I have is how is it that every day, you know, if you look at the news, which I don't really, but I hear it enough from my coworkers that the numbers are going up, the numbers are going up, the numbers are going up. I hear it like a fucking parrot every single day. According to, to the numbers that I've looked at, one in nine people approximately in the United States has had COVID at this point, and about 50% of people are vaccinated. Now, of course, we, as we just said, the vaccine apparently doesn't actually prevent people from getting sick or spreading it like a normal vaccine is supposed to. But how is it that the numbers are still going up and still going up and still going up considering all of that? I, I just, I, I don't understand it. It. it blows my mind <laughs> it's the, it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated dunk come on keep up bro <laughs> yeah, did, that, weren't that, you paying attention dude, you never mind like that you, yeah please watch de blasio's daily briefings dude you freaking uneducated <laughs> swine no well, I, I mean um, never mind that depending on where you look um they say that as much as like 50 or 60 percent of people in, in a particular hospital is unvaccinated i mean they they'll, they'll, they'll throw one number out and then they'll throw another one i i remember at one point they said 60 percent were unvaccinated they said oh wait no oops i'm sorry that was actually 40 percent of the people um in the hospital were were vaccinated and 60 percent were unvaccinated well that doesn't really make it much better so you just barely flipped yeah. it over over the halfway mark either way nearly half of the people in the hospital right now have had the vaccine and it apparently did not help them well you can talk about too how fa- how many times has fauci said the science is settled the science is settled okay the science isn't settled anymore like Which, i mean you know what i'm saying I mean, like, that's I kind mean, of not the way science works in general right science is never settled <laughs> and we all know that like theories and, and, and hypotheses can be challenged all the time that is the point of science if science was settled the world would still apparently be flat you know what i'm saying whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. the world is flat bro don't even get me i started knew there's something that. off about you strange ass dude now i know what it is you're flat earth or i can't be friends so you know what i'm saying like science is, is never settled so the idea that all these people what really gets me is that medical professionals who know better like the delta variant let's say as an example there has never been a time in human history that a variant has been stronger than the original virus. That's the original virus. That is not how viruses work. Variants are always weaker than the original virus. That there's there's in recorded human history, there is no example at all of a, of a variant being stronger. So why why are all these medical professionals going along with well the Delta variant is more dangerous? The Doomsday variant. If you, you guys saw the Newsweek article, is the Doomsday variant is coming. It's going to be the worst case scenario. We're all going to die, which we've all heard that before. Rewind 500 days ago. But we're not talking about the science here, man. I'm not claiming to be a science. I'm not claiming to be a medical professional. But it's not hard to look at history and say, okay, so you're telling me that COVID-19 is now the world's deadliest virus because it's variants. It's, it's offspring are now deadlier than it is. That's not science. So if you're telling me the science is settled and the very next week, Oh, you have to wear a mask even though you're vaccinated. Oh, the vaccine doesn't stop transmissibility. It just makes you less sick. No, it's not really about being less sick. It's more about just getting it so we can control you, actually. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's coming down to. That's that's what this is. And it baffles me that people aren't willing to recognize the absolute hypocrisy. Like the person I talked to a couple of days ago who is in the medical field, who straight up told me, I don't care about how many times Fauci was wrong or lied. She said that to me. Those are words that she said. I don't care about that. I care about people's health. He is the leading health professional, quote unquote, in the United States. And you don't care what he's saying. It, 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 you don't care that he has lied multiple times under oath about gain-of-function research and the fact that he owns patents in Moderna? The, I mean, I don't understand that you can claim to care about health when our leading health professional, quote-unquote, has continuously lied to you. Please have some consistency. That's all I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. No Just consistency. Trust in any government official on that level is outrageous to me, and that's kind of been a thought I've had for a long time before I found libertarianism. But that that to me seems to be a strong indication of a person with a low IQ. If you can just look at somebody in a place of power and go like, well, they're in a place of power. We should all listen to that guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess back to my back to one of the first things I said in this podcast. If you think that this is about public health, we are now 71 weeks in to slow the spread, right? Like, and Jamie said this, like we are now 71 weeks in to when they originally said, well, we just need to shut down for 15 days so we can figure out what's going on. 15 days turned into, well, we're going to need to wear masks and socially distance and stay six feet apart for, we don't know how long. Then all of a sudden that turned into, until you get the vaccine. Cool. So then people start getting the vaccine. Then it's like, well, um, actually, we're going to need to wait until we get to a certain percentage of vaccination. And, oh, well, actually, no, you guys don't have to wear masks if you've been vaccinated. Oh, well, well now there's a lot of unvaccinated people not wearing masks. I guess we're going to have to go back to everyone wearing masks. Right? This goalpost shifting is completely, it's completely arbitrary. And back again, if you think that this is public health, then you are an idiot. This is not about public health. This is about control. And I'm not going to say that I'm a scientist. Like I, I, I am not. And there's, I read a lot of stuff this way and that way. And I'm not even here to talk about the science because I don't even fucking know because there is such a discrepancy amongst like actual PhDs who have spent a lot of time trying to study this stuff that know a lot more than any four of us combined. Like they can't even come to a consensus on this. And I know that science is not based on consensus, but I'm not here to talk about the science. I'm here to talk about it. I'm here to talk about the fact that this is no longer about COVID. This is no longer about public health. This is about control. Plain and simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, I 100% agree. And my question would be for anybody that still thinks it's about public health, at what point is this over? If we've if we've admitted that the vaccine doesn't actually slow the spread, it, they, they've said, they've come out and said pretty much verbatim that the only thing that the vaccine is good for is to make you less sick. So if you get the vaccine, hopefully you won't be hospitalized, right? So let's say that we get 99% of people are all vaccinated. We know that the the virus can still spread. So how long are we going to do this for? Are you willing, are you actually willing for the rest of your life to, before you go into a business, put on a mask, take your temperature, show them your papers, you know, tell them where you've been. Are you really going to do that for the rest of your life and, and, 
uh, when does it end? I just, when does it actually end? And, and nobody can actually answer that question. And I haven't seen a single government official, um, Fauci or anybody else come out and say, well, this ends at X. There's no, like you said, they're moving the goalposts. There is no actual, you know, um, there's no achievement. Goal. There's no goal. Yeah, there's no goal. Right? There is no goal. There's nothing for us to achieve. There's no yes, there set is. in stone. <laughs> I the, mean, besides the, the, like the goal is, besides goal is control, fascism and genocide. That is, but that yeah. is the goal, and that's. I think that's what. I think that that's that is what we that we as liberty loving people should be talking about. Like there is only one goal, and it is not your health. It is your compliance. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think a lot of people. I don't know. I'm not so sure. I think like the people that are set in their ways with this, um, that have bought into it as long as they have now. I mean, I'm kind of hoping, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that some of the people that are, are getting COVID still after taking the vaccine, maybe that'll be the final thing to finally kick them in the ass and, and get them to realize that this has all been bullshit. Like, you know, I, you told me that it was only going to be two weeks. You told me that it was only going to be until I got the vaccine. Well, I got the vaccine. You, you, you told me I could take my mask off, but now you're telling me I got to put my mask back on. And now, you know, three weeks after taking the vaccine, I've gotten sick and I went to the hospital. So I'm hoping that maybe that would be enough to kick those people in the ass to actually make them question some of this. But even then, I don't think it's going to be enough because they're always going to come up with a new way to explain it away and to um, tell you, you know, why we need to take more of your rights. Um, But I know, Jamie, you had wanted to bring up um, because it's getting kind of deep into the um, time frame here. I know you wanted to to bring up something about Italy. Um, What's going on in uh, Italy? Yeah, so Italy's my people, man. So I, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, my 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 people. Yeah, I that was really bad. Jeez, but I um no I, I so I actually am half Italian, like literally. Is that half why you're Italian. so short? Yes, that is why I'm short, <laughs> hairy, and strong, Matt. That's why is strong like not, bull? That's why he's not to drag the ground when he walks. Yeah, seriously, my, <laughs> look like a freaking Neanderthal, <laughs> protruding eyebrows. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm literally half Italian. Like my mom's side of the family is full blown Italian. We're from Sicily, Naples. So uh, I was very happy to see this. Uh, so there were basically there's protests across Italy. So Italy has something called the Green Pass, which is basically an extension of the of the European Union's like digital COVID certificate that they've been pushing, right? And it's going to be required. Actually, they made it required on August 6th. So they made it required on August 6th to enter cinemas, like theaters, museums, indoor swimming pools, sports arenas, uh, to eat indoors, to go inside. Anything to do with an indoor setting, they made it required, right? Uh, The people, what I love, and honestly, dude, I kind of got, you know, I can be a little emotional sometimes, man. I kind of got choked up reading this because it was amazing to see that the, the Italians that were, vaccinated and had their vaccine passports burn their vaccine passports burn their certificates of vaccination not because they disagreed so much i mean they did obviously with its mandates but they did it in support of those who were unvaccinated and that is what got me like i got i mean i get goosebumps thinking about it now man like it's it's pretty amazing and they and there's play and then you look at pictures some someone wrote on actually at a, on a gothic cathedral they put a place card. They taped up in this cathedral in Italy and says, I wrote down the quote, it says, better to die free than live like slaves. And then they also put they also uh, put a picture of that says vaccine vaccine set you free over a picture of the gates to Auschwitz. Where are Holy Americans shit. doing this? 
Those are my people, man. Let's freaking go, dude. Where, where are, where are the Americans? We're the land of the free, the home of the brave. We're the people that we're the American Revolution. Where that, where are we doing this? And we're not. And those, and, I, and that wasn't just a couple people. It wasn't just pockets of protests. It was thousands of people across Italy. Specifically, it, it really happened in Rome, right? Because Rome's the capital there, so it was mass demonstrations there. But it wasn't just a couple pockets of protest. I mean, this was a, a countrywide thing. And it really gave me that was that's probably been my whitest pill that I've taken in the last four weeks was seeing these people in Italy say no, the vaccinated saying no, it is not right to do this to the people that choose not to do what we have done. We made a choice. They made a choice. Now, let's just leave. Let's just move on and move forward. And the interesting thing is Italy was hit supposedly the hardest by COVID. Italy has the second oldest population in the world behind only Japan, and they got ravaged by it. You know, according to the media and everything, so I don't, I don't know, but I mean, the videos look scary, but you know, who can trust those? But I mean, even if, even if that is all true, so you hear you have this the country that had the most quote unquote fatalities from quote unquote COVID, and yet people are in the streets protesting, saying, "No, we're not about this, and we're not going to stand while our fellow citizens are basically are it's all it's 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 in violation of Nuremberg all over again." So. Why do you think it is that Americans um, aren't out there protesting? Because we're weak because- as shit. Because we're weak <laughs> as shit. I mean, there's no. I mean, honestly, dude, we're pussies. I mean, there's no other way to put it. it. That's what we are. We're scared. People are weak as shit. They're scared. They want to go. They're too busy with their lives. They're working. They have all these things. Oh, I'm too busy to worry about that. Oh, I care about the health of, the, of, of other people. I care more than you do. We're weak ass people in America. There's no other way to put it. We're weak here. I How did we two get- potential other explanations that I'd like to explore? No, one you're not allowed the, to. <laughs> one being just a, a homogenized society. It is a little bit easier, I would imagine, to get people to see the humanity in each other when you don't have racial and religious barriers between each other. Not that I'm advocating for a completely homogenized society, um, but I, I do wonder if that potentially could play a little bit into it. The other part that I think might could play into that is have we just lived too long without the obvious boot of oppression on our necks. Whereas in Italy, they still have grandfathers who are telling them about uh, a time not that long ago that they got roped into some crazy shit in World War II. Um, and that potentially living through that, through the, the wrong side of, of history, so to speak, that maybe they had um, come to realize that, hey, this kind of oppressive stuff leads down a bad path. Whereas here in America, we haven't had that same lesson, at least not uh, straight to our faces. I don't know, man, because I mean, even in places like um, like the UK is a very culturally um, and racially diverse place. And they even have a shit ton more people out there protesting um, the lockdowns. I mean, you have Australia as well. There's a lot of places all over the world that are really um, protesting a lot more than we are here in the United States. And, 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 And I'm not trying to break down your points or anything, but, um, to your other point that you had brought up about, um, you know, us not having the boot of, of oppression on our necks. I mean, if you were to ask, um, I mean, even us as anarchists are going to say that we're fairly oppressed in a lot of certain ways, but if you were to ask the American, uh, Democrat or, or left or liberal, um, they're going to tell you that we're, you know, the most oppressed people in the world, um, by, by their nonsense, uh, standards. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't and know. I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at, though, is that it's based on these nonsense standards that we maybe will talk about our government being oppressive, but we haven't lived through a fascistic dictatorship in the same way a lot of the world 
uh, Fair. specifically yeah. what has. I think I think a big part of it is that we've taken, and I've said this before, and and you know I I, uh, I put this out on Twitter, Doug, and I know you retweeted it. It was like I don't think that we have it. The we do, we I mean I know we don't have we don't live in Venezuela, we don't live in China, we don't live in Russia, we we don't live in Cuba. You know what I'm saying? My dad went to Cuba like all the time when I was growing up, um, and and he would come back and show me pictures and stories, and I we have it a lot better than a lot of places on this pla- on this on this planet for sure. There's no doubt about that. But we also the reason we're so vocal, I think, you know, at least in our community, is that we don't want it to get to that point because we we see what that looks like. Right. So we can be grateful for what we have, but not be satisfied with where we were going. Right. So there, that's one thing I think, too, is we've taken our liberties for granted. We, we grew up in the land of the free, the home of the brave. We're the freest country on the earth. We're so free. And yet we got put in a pot. I actually just had a libertarian bitch. If you guys remember her, she just came back on and recorded a third episode with me. She's awesome, dude. And we talked about the example of putting the gay frog in the in the boiling pot of water, just because <laughs> Alex Jones reference there. Turn the frog gay. You put the you put the frog in the boiling water, or not in the boiling water, in a pot of water, and then you turn the heat up and you slowly boil it, right? That's where we are. We've lived in this fantasy land where we're the land of the free, we're the freest country on earth, where the, where the light on the where the shining light on the hill. Like when when Ronald Reagan basically tried to take that the uh, the biblical example and, and apply it to America, right? And so we li- we believe this, we live this. So no matter what has come down the line, no matter what mandates have come down the line, what no matter what restrictions have been placed on us, no matter how many police militarization, no knock raid bullshit scenarios have come to our doors, we're still the land of the free. We're not the land of the free. Where that 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 facade is over. We were the land of the free, and we and we and we fought to be that, but we're not anymore. And I'm and honestly, I don't want the land of the free. I want everyone. I want the individual. Of the free is what I want. And I just think we have been so caught up in we're the we're the country of of the revolution. Where where the hell is that spirit now, dude? It's too late, man. I mean, it's not too late, but we've gotten to a point now where it's make or break. So, it's, how yeah, long do you have to boil a frog before it turns gay? I don't know, dude. That's, 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 <laughs> Sounds that was, like a question for science. That, that, honestly, that was one of the points where I questioned all that I knew was when actually they proved that some frogs were, have been turned gay. And I'm like, I'm like, I owe Alex Jones an apology. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all owe Alex Jones an apology for one thing or another. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, at this point. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Except for when he talks about interdimensional elves on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I'm like, ah. Hey, I don't Jamie, know Michael until you've tried that DMT him. route, until you've gone that DMT route, Jamie, I don't want to hear your opinion on that one. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Let me snort some of his hand sanitizer. Just because you – hand sanitizer is not going to get you there, bro. Just because you you've never bet. talked to the elves. <laughs> Just because you've never you've seen never the purple lady. <laughs> Doesn't mean you get to okay. criticize the if rest I of us. I ever decide to trip, uh, which will probably never happen, but if I do, I'll tell you what. I'll come down. We'll, let's all meet in Texas. And then we will we will trip together. Oh, you this know what we should do? do the, uh, and yes, yes, Matthew and I had the roulette idea, so we should uh, do us an in-person Liberty Orgy podcast sometime. Oh, absolutely! That's and we take one hit of acid and we put it in a shot glass. I yeah, never. And mind. then we <laughs> shuffle up the shot glasses and we all take our shot. And one person Dude, just gets to be really I'm goofy. Telling you at right some now, point. I would die. I would <laughs> <just> die. <laughs> Dude, you'd be like halfway through the episode, you just all you hear is. 
It'd be the classic <laughs> Jamie freaking out about tripping the whole time, and then somebody <sighs> else just has eyes like saucers. <laughs> just yeah. like I've, had, I've been in contact. Oh, you guys before. are here. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just like looking at a wall. <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've had a, I've been contact buzz, man. I've I, you know I've I've been high, just not on on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, straight laced Jamie. I've been I've been in the same room as people being. Hey, high. I have tattoos. Shut the hell up. <laughs> That's tattoos are my drug. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to get a lot of tattoos to see the face of Jesus. <laughs> I don't even understand that. I don't like that. Oh, is that a drug reference? It's, uh, yeah, it's a take enough drugs and you'll see the face of God. Oh, that'd be a, well. um, back back on track. Um, something that you know the, to to continue from what you were saying, Jamie. It's like I don't know who I don't know who to attribute this quote to, but. You know, they, they, whoever this person said that we're only one generation away from tyranny, right? Like every generation has to be reminded of what freedom actually means. And I think we've reached, we're, we're coming closer and closer to that crux, right? Like, and I was, I was really big into, into climbing in college and that was like the, the crux is that point where it's like make or break it, right? It's the hardest point of the route. It's that, it is that do or die moment. And I think that we are quickly approaching that crux like in italy like that is that was heartwarming to see a bunch of people be like hey look i made my choice and i'm okay with it you make your choice and i'm going to stand in solidarity with you because if someone wants to take your rights whether or not you got this or not i am here with you and that is encouraging like that is a huge white pill moment i do have to say and i'm all about it right i don't care i don't care if you get it i don't care if you don't get it i am not I will never be on the side of someone who is saying like, we should make sure that these people have less than the rest of us. I think that is absolute bullshit. And I think that that's where we need to come together as the Liberty movement, because it's like, I know that it's very divisive. Like, Oh, did you get the jab? Did you not get the jab? I don't think that that is the, I don't think that's the greater issue at hand because you know, at the end of the day, it's like, do, do you, and as long as you can sleep with your decision, then I don't give a shit what you do. Get it, don't get it, don't care. If you can live with your decision, then great. But what we do have to do is wrap to we have to band together and say, like, hey, this is the line. And we will not allow half of the population to become lesser citizens because of their personal choices. This is and also it's like when when in human history do you really have to tell people how bad a pandemic is? If you're sitting around in Europe in the 1400s, do you really have to tell them how bad the bubonic plague is? I don't think so. I think everybody understands how fucking dangerous the bubonic plague is. It's like, hey, well, hey, half our village is dead. Oh, we, maybe we should stop hanging out with rats. And also, we can't probably bury our dead because we might get it ourselves, right? And there's actually a really interesting story um, about that. There was, a, and I can't remember the town. It was a small town that will later become Germany, or a small town that will later become a uh, in Germany, but I don't know what principality it was in at that time but they had a massive outbreak and they quarantined themselves and they drew a line like 500 yards outside of the town in a, a perimeter and they all decided like hey this is a problem and we all have it therefore we should probably not be going out and about and they're like oh yeah this is the bubonic plug this is pretty bad we probably shouldn't be going out and so they quarantined themselves in this town and it ravaged like 90 percent of the town because the bubonic plague was not COVID. But the point I'm trying to make is like, if this was really as bad 
as they want us to believe, don't you think that people would take this a little bit more seriously? Like, I know you've said this, Dunk. Like, if this was Ebola, like, I don't want to bleed out of my eyes. I don't want to die like that. If that was going around, guess what? I'm staying inside. I'm not going outside. I'm not going to the casinos in Las Vegas just because I feel like it. I'm not getting on an airplane. It's like, no way, dude. I don't want I don't want your I want your bloody eye bullshit syndrome on me. I'm staying inside. I'm washing my hands all the time, but this is not the bubonic plague. This is not Ebola. And the the way that they are trying to turn this into something that it's not, and I think even more importantly, the way that they are trying to turn each other again the way they're trying to turn us against each other right oh you're not vaccinated you're the enemy oh you're vaccinated you're the enemy right there's all of this divide and conquer that's going on at the end of the day it's like no 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 we're all people and we should resist this together i don't care don't care if you got it don't care if you don't but we're in this together and we have to resist them trying to take rights away from us yeah, and a lot yeah, of that absolutely. comes back to we need to understand that uh, the, the parameters of the teams a lot of times. So they, a, a lot of this issue is that they they love the parameters of Democrat versus Republican because that keeps you arguing about a very neat parameter. And you can argue as fiercely as you want to within that parameter, but don't go outside of that because we don't want these outside opinions. Um, and I think that the maybe the crux to all this, to, to getting around to actually – getting people to to have movements like they did against this green pass in Italy is is to reframe who we're fighting here who is the real oppressor who's the person that's actually coming for you and the answer to that at least in all four of our minds tends to be the apparatus that is handing down all this coercion which is the state itself yeah amen to that man i think uh you guys nailed everything on the head i mean i don't know what else to say other than the fact that i hope people take away from this episode that you have a choice in the matter. It may seem like you don't have control or choice of what's going on, but you just knowing the truth, you knowing that this is truly about coercion, about control, about force, knowing that is half the battle. Now, the question is, how do we, how do we apply this knowledge to solve the solution? Right. And I think uh, we should definitely talk about, cause I don't, I don't want this episode to be all bad problem, problem, problem. We also need to talk about like you know the method to overcoming the state, TM. But I, uh, you know, we need it. We but we know. But seriously, we need to talk about some solutions. I feel like so. I don't know if you guys want to kind of jump in on that or what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And that is always the big question. It's uh, it's way easier to sit back and criticize these things. Uh, me and Matthew feel like we say that a lot on our podcast, where we come up with all these reasons this is wrong and we can't have this happening, but we have to eventually if it's ever going to get better and not just be us bitching in a vacuum, there has to be some kind of solution to it. Um, part of it's just getting that message out there like we're doing here. Um, and I think another big part of it is that we, we have to find a way to come together. We have to start spreading these messages of unity, uh, not unity under the state's regulation and the state's rules in order to get you all in the same line. Uh, but unity in the fact that we need to understand those motives of oppression, uh, that the state itself, the, all this legislation on the books, even if it's benefiting you right now, that legislation on the books is more power for somebody in the future that you may not agree with politically to use those powers against you. Um, and that's why I always try to, to bring that up whenever I catch somebody bitching about the government, um, especially if they're hardcore Democrat or hardcore Republican. That's the first thing I turn back to them is, hey, you're the one who's supporting this large system. You're the one that's uh, allowing this to perpetuate itself. Go ahead, Doc. 
Oh, um, no, I, I had something to say a minute ago, but I don't even remember what it was now. Um, it's because you're tripping over there, dude. It's because <laughs> Logan doesn't respect the hand. <laughs> that's that's no, the then, real problem. <laughs> no, he respects the white hand. He just doesn't. <laughs> no, but don't I, um... swipe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I didn't know if you're. If, I don't know if your audience knows that or not. Sorry. Hey, no, he's definitely not white. He's a small Korean girl. We're just kidding about the white thing. I think. Oh, I, I, I think. I, I think my audience probably knows that by now. You sound pretty uh, white. You know, like there's no way around. I mean, we all sound really white. So, and that's not white, which is the you know. I've never. I, mean, I, I, I am semantics. I'm. I'm an eighth. I think I'm an eighth. An You're eighth? Cherokee, aren't you? You're some yeah. Indian. No, no, I'm I'm an I'm an eighth uh, Spaniard. I guess Ooh, I don't know. Like I have Spaniard? family from Mexico. That's still why. <laughs> Spaniards are still white. Sorry. I'm one eighth Caucasian. The other seven eighths are also Caucasian. <laughs> I feel like I, I remember growing up and telling people I'm Italian. Like, oh, you're not white. You're Italian. And now I'm like, and now I'm like, I, I feel like I'm. De- I would tell people like, I feel like I'm definitely white, even as an Italian. And then I would, uh, but now that I'm like older and all this shit's going down, I tell you, I'm not white, I'm Italian, dude. You know, I kind of use it. I, that's what they told me growing up. But I, I do want to say this, that I feel, and it, and it may sound simplistic and it may sound like, oh, of course, you know, it's libertarian po- the podcast and you guys are going to talk about disobedience. But no, defiance is the option. What Italy has done is defiance. What a lot of these European nations have done, like in Germany and England, like Dunk, like you talked about. They defied. They stood up. They pr- and it wasn't just they went out there and said no. It wasn't the fact that they just they didn't wear a mask on Walmart. They came. They, this is one of the few occasions where coming together as a mass, as a whole, and fighting tyranny. That's one of the few occasions that I'm down with 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 being with everybody. You know what I'm saying? And coming together as a body because fighting tyranny is going to take all of us. And so. In de- you have to stand in defiance of the state. You have to get together. You have to protest. You have to let the state know. You have to, if you are denied service or whatever, like, I mean, write a letter, like, make a big deal, make a post, make a video, like, tell people what's going on. Defiance is the only answer. I saw today, I have a buddy of mine. Uh, he's a young kid. I, I met him for the first time when he was like 13 or 14. And he joined the United States Army. Big mistake. I told him not to. He'll probably listen to this. I told you not to do it. And the United States Army, I really did. I like begged him, like, if you're going to join anything, just join the Air Force. If anything, don't join anything at all and just actually, you know, don't buy into all the bullshit. But, they have more fun in the Navy. Yeah. So um, I, uh, but with that, yeah, I'm sure they do, bud. I'm I'm sure that's what you considered. But look, it's like, <laughs> and Navy is for me. In the Navy. <laughs> but I to- he was talking about how, um, you know, the Army, the military is now, I think it's as of September 1st or something, it's coming up is requiring is manning the vaccine for every single soldier. And if you don't get it as someone's, I don't know what the repercussions are going to be, but as someone has experienced the military, it's going to be some bullshit. I mean, honestly, it is going to be some bullshit. And he wrote a post saying he wrote to his, he wrote, he, cause he's in the national guard. So he wrote to his governor, he wrote to his command. He, he's got a bunch of his NCOs. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> This, is, this damn chat is the death of thought. I swear, dude. It's the death of thought. So I'm saying, you're no Sorry. longer allowed to read the chat if you're talking. Yeah, it's, gonna, yeah. it's, I, it's so hard when it pops up because you're thinking, okay, like I need to shut up. They're going to tell me I'm talking oh, too something much. important. And then Logan puts, "I'm the butt captain." <laughs> no context. No context for that. <laughs> All right, sorry, Jamie. So he wrote. Anyway, so long story short, he wrote. He wrote, and he and he's protesting. He says, "I don't know what's going to happen." But I'm not taking. Damn it, dude! I can't get that butt captain out of my hand. 
It's going to be our first but T-shirt release. Long story short, he says, I'm not he, – he wrote on his Instagram. He said, I'm not taking the damn thing. And this guy's a Trump kid. Like, he loves Trump, which is fine. But I was proud of him because I'm like, dude, you're, defi- you're defying a, a, an organization that most people never defy, the United States, the military-industrial complex, right? So I was proud of him, and that's what it's going to take. It's going to take making some noise and standing behind the people that make the noise. And then when you make the noise, those people stand behind you. That is what it's going to take. And I'm telling you right now, with y'all, my homies, the Liberty Movement, I'm behind you a 100,000% anytime. That's absolutely right. Go out there, fight for your rights. Don't wear your mask in every establishment that has a self-checkout. Steal half of your fucking groceries. <laughs> Viva la revolution. Logan <laughs> run out with like two jugs of milk. <laughs> I am the butt. I'm the butt captain now. <laughs> look, look at me. Look at me. I am the butt captain. <laughs> captain now. I'm the butt captain. No, I think I think you nailed it, Jamie. I think that because you're talking about like actual solutions to this, I think that the most important thing that we can do as a community in the next upcoming weeks and months is to really stand behind those. It's like, look, if you, like I said, I don't care. It's personal choice, but it's really important that, that we as the Liberty movement stand behind everybody that is, that, that is at risk for losing rights, right? If you wouldn't want to be denied entry to a restaurant or a gym because of this arbitrary reason, right? Let's just, it doesn't matter what the reason is right now. It's presenting itself under the veil of public health, but it doesn't matter if, if you didn't want to be denied access to any of the amenities that you enjoy in society, then you should be advocating for the people that this is targeting, right? I like, I was, I will stand behind anybody, with this one and it's it, and that's what it's going to take because if we sit there and say well it's not coming for me you know that that's there there enters the the priest uh, the the poem from that german priest and i can't think of his name it's like first they came for the uh, for the mentally ill and no one said anything first then then they came for the communists and no one said anything then they came for the jews and no one said anything and then they came for me and there was no one left to speak and i think that that is that is what we have to resist because if it comes to that point where it's like, well, hey, I am vaccinated. This doesn't really affect me. If you think that this stops at vaccinations, then you're a fucking moron because this will continue. It's almost like I, like I, um, Apple talked about, like, hey, we're going to, uh, we're going to release this. Uh, we're going to start searching the iCloud for, for. Uh, images of, of of child pornography on the surface that sounds good i don't like child pornography fuck those guys let's put a 5.56 in their skull and let's be done with it however i am not down with apple arbitrarily deciding that they're now going to search thousands i mean millions of devices for something and also let let, let this sink in that apple had to teach that algorithm what to look for by showing it lots of images of kid porn so that right there is kind of wacky in its own but anyways Lock that algorithm up. They talk about like, and that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Today it's public health on this issue, or it's or it's child pornography on phones. Those are all things that no reasonable person is against. But that is how they roll this in. It is they take a very reasonable thing to be against. I'm not down. I, I like or I like public health. I don't like child pornography. And then they roll in these measures and they slowly creep it because if they will do this for public health today, then they will do it for the next arbitrary reason tomorrow. And 
if you are vaccinated and this does not affect you today, then tomorrow you not you might not be so lucky. So it's damn time that you step up, wake up, and realize that this is not about just public health. This is not about the vaccinated. This is about the rights and the freedoms of every goddamn American and every person on this planet because they are coming for us. They are out in full force, and we must step up to resist them. And if I can just point out, too, that even if you have had the vaccine, it's still going to affect you if um, 40% of your neighbors are not allowed to go back to work. That is going to have an effect on the economy. And I understand if you're a Democrat and you don't understand how economies work, but when you don't have people able to go to work, that makes bad stuff happen. So let's let's not do that. Let's not be reliant on the government to step in and, and keep printing out millions and millions of dollars. Um, let's actually get people back to work without being forced to inject a pharmaceutical product into their body. And I just I implore people to really, really take a moment and think about what it means for a pharmaceutical mega corporation to now be mandated to put their chemicals inside of your body in order for you to exist in society. I really need people to stop and think about what that means that you are going to give the state and this corporation the right to put things in your body in order to be able to cooperate in society. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Amen to that, man. And I like think, Matt uh, said, be ready for that next one because I'm going to go ahead and call it. It's going to be climate change. That's going to be the next thing that they're coming for. Once they're done milking yeah, the absolutely. COVID, climate change. Will well, I don't think they're going to be done ever milking it. I think they're just going to keep perpetuating it and then just add on. They're just going to keep compounding efforts to make us live in perpetual fear. Um, you know, fear is, their we- fear is the weapon, man. You, living in fear is the worst thing that you can do for the human mind. I mean, from the health aspect, like you, I mean, everyone knows that listens to Liberty Interrupted. Like I talk a lot about health and you need to get your health right. We've talked about that today. Fear is one of the worst things that you can do health wise for your, for your physical body, because it's, it's an unnecessary stressor that makes you, uh, your immune system is down. Uh, it increases brain, uh, fog. I mean, there's all these horrible things to your body. And I think, I mean, this can be, this can sound a little bit conspiratorial, but I mean, Hey, it's us. So but I think that honestly has a lot to do with it. I mean, it's it has been proven that fear, uh, that 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 fear, um, damn it, guys, this chat is really messing me out, dude. Every time I swear, like this thing is like <laughs> I put a dick on the chat and Matt didn't even flinch and it pisses me off. No, I um, I got those nerves of steel, baby. Yes, yeah, seriously. Hey, you uh, you got to desensitize yourself to those things. You're not gonna. I've also seen a lot of Matthew penises a penis. in my life. Hey, I'm, I'm just gonna like put on like horse blinders every time I have we have these episodes. No, but what I wanted, but I wanted to say is that uh, I think that it has a lot to do with the sickness that we're seeing and with all these COVID, like all these COVID, or people are getting sick and people aren't coming to work. I think a lot of it has to do with the stress that their, their body has accumulated because all this collective fear is taking a toll on them. I know myself dealing with. Um, obsessive compulsive disorder, which is an anxiety disorder, which creates a lot of stress and strain on my body and on my mind. There are days where I wake up and I feel like I like I'm sick, like I'm achy. I feel like it feels like I have the flu because I've been my mind has been so strung out on just anxiety that it just wears you out. I think that's where a lot of people are. So don't buy into the fear porn. 
Get out, get, get out of your, get out of your house, go ride your bike, go hang out with your friends, enjoy your life. Life is meant to be enjoyed. It's not meant to be controlled. You're not meant to be, you're not meant to be locked up in a house all the time. You're not meant to be told how to live your life. So go out there and live as if you're already free and give them no choice. That's all I got to no, say. No, that's, a, that's actually a really great thing to say. It's like, you are a free individual. Thank um, you. Embrace it, right? Like drink, drink deeply from the cup of liberty because it is good right and it's like like life is good life is great and we need to embrace that and so i'd like to like my last words on this podcast to be a a positive note saying like jamie's right get out there go outside breathe some fresh air exercise get your endorphins right get your serotonin in Go out there, do the damn thing, and live a meaningful life. And do not give into this fear bullshit. Because guess what? Like, like freedom is scary. There is a like with freedom comes uncertainty, and uncertainty can lead to death. But you know what? Fuck it. I would much rather live a rich, free life that might be shorter than live a long life as a slave. And I, I'm, I'm definitely down with that. It's like it's, it's good. And, and it's, and it's also. Last thing is like, this is my risk to take. If I want to go outside and risk my health because I want to go to a casino or get on a plane and go out to California, then that's my choice. And it should be no one else's whether or not I should be able to participate in society, whether or not I've gotten a damn injection. With that said, I love you guys. Drink freely or drink deeply from the cup of liberty for it is rich and it is refreshing. (laughs) <laughs> sound like a cultist dude oh i am oh i am as he slices like a goat's neck on camera oh shit <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the cup of liberty is also goat's blood surprise <laughs> it's disgusting but it's, you gotta do it <laughs> since we're on the topic of of taboo topics um one thing i, I know that you guys have all <laughs> One thing I know that you guys have all heard me talk about all before. For this, dude. He's like, "Oh hell yeah, we're talking about sacrificing I, goats." No, I, I have, I have a, I have a piece of homework for you guys because I don't think any of you guys have read this yet. Maybe you have, but it's something I've talked about before, and I still, I need to have a conversation with somebody about this on my podcast. Is the Unabomber Manifesto, Ted Kaczynski's Manifesto, Industrial Society and Its Future? Um, I know it sounds crazy. I don't obviously condone sending bombs in the mail to blow up your political enemies. However, this man is a genius when it comes to some of the things that he's written about. And um, when you're talking about mental health, you're talking about fear, you're talking about um, going outside and, and, you know, breathing some fresh air and, and getting your body right and all that good stuff. He has a lot to say on that, and I think it's just really one of the most important things that anybody can read, and it's so probably like antithetical to the anarchist libertarian thought, but it's still, I think, just such an important thing that people need to read, and I'm just going to harp on it a bunch until I finally get somebody to come on my show and talk to let's me about it. it. Then. Let's just all, let's all read it. And, I mean, because that's one thing I haven't read. I've kind of read the cliff notes to it, man, so why don't we all just freaking commit to reading it and doing the next Liberty Orgy. Liberty we'll, Orgy uh, Part 3. Liberty Orgy the gang Unabomber. off on the Unabomber. <laughs> the Liberty Orgy does the Unabomber. He's not a handsome man. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I think we should do that, man. I think we should commit to doing that. I also w- want the audience to read, because uh, I, I just started 
kind of, I like I said, I, I, I'm reading so many books right now, but I'm trying to get in like highlights of certain stuff. The fourth industrial revolution by Carl Schwab, because what we're seeing today mm. has a lot to do with the fourth industrial revolution. My last guest, Dr. Ben Tapper, who's a huge outspoken proponent, um, uh, opponent of all of everything going on with all this COVID nonsense, um, said at the end of his episode with me, he said the world will know Carl Schwab's name after all this is said and done because this is basically what we're going to. This is the fourth industrial revolution. So I would highly recommend you guys read that. Read uh, what Dunk said. So for sure, you need to educate yourselves. So there's no doubt. Absolutely. Logan, you got anything else for us, man? Hey, that's it for me, baby. Alrighty. Matt? I'm all good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. Like well, let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, guys, you want to plug um, whatever you need to plug? Yeah, yeah that's my plug guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Logan Carpenter, Matt Billingsley. We are the host of Against the Mob podcast. You can find us on all major platforms. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at some sort of iteration of Against the Mob. Um, I actually typed out a tweet. Um, mid uh mid podcast because it just like dawned on me so uh, go go check us out there guys um as always we are we are gracious and thankful to be in the company of dunk and sometimes jamie um but uh nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless that's how i fun. feel too to be honest yeah, with you i'm like i always love being around dunk myself though ah it's hit or miss <laughs> it's, it's like i'm stuck with me so i feel that dude that resonates it's like i'm stuck with me so i guess yeah, i'll try to <laughs> i have to love myself no, I, uh, well, are you done plugging stuff or can nope, I go? That, that's it. <laughs> no, I, the uh, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to add, I guess, if you want to get your ass yes. clapped at FIFA, hit us up in some DMs. Ooh, Put that on you. Yeah. FIFA? Yeah, get some grass fairies out there, dude. Let's go. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> dude, uh, wow. You guys play God, you you play God out there? Yeah, this is, this is our podcast. Stop recording. No, uh, I, I talk to women. <laughs> Well, I'm married, so I don't need to do that anymore. My wife doesn't talk to me anyways. No, I, uh... <laughs> she loves me. She's the best. But um, with all that being said, uh, I, I appreciate you guys. It's always, uh, honestly, these are my favorite episodes, man, coming on with you guys. Uh, I think it's also important to say Sovereignty Network is coming in hot, man. Like This is the Sovereignty Network, Public Hangings for Pedos. As another official member of the Sovereignty Network, oh yeah, growing, glad to have him. Um, talking to some other people as well that are, that we're going to get on as on as well. And if you guys, anybody out there that's a creator that is liberty oriented, um, uh, you know, hit us up, become a part of the Sovereignty Network. We're actually building a site right now um, that's going to basically recognize everybody. So I want to plug that for sure. Um, once again, my name is Jimmy Kane, Liberty Uninterrupted. You can find me at Liberty Uninterrupted on Instagram. We, the people run this on Twitter, people spell PPL. I'm on Telegram now, Liberty Uninterrupted channel. I'm maybe a lot more active on that than I am on Twitter and Instagram moving forward. Um, just cause I think it has a lot of uh, potential. I think we need to put our money where our mouth is when it comes to supporting other platforms that have stuck their necks out for us. And, uh, as always, we, the people run this. I appreciate y'all. Thanks, you guys. Y'all have a great night. Oh, and you know what? Because this is going to be on y'all's podcast as well. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Break the State Podcast, on Twitter at Dunk Limpman, and I'm also on Facebook, but nobody really gives a shit about that. <laughs> and uh, you guys have yourselves a great night. <laughs> you got my pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Break the State Podcast. If you want to support this show, you can do so by heading over to breakthestate.net forward slash shop and picking up a Break the State t-shirt or hoodie. 
I want to thank my boys from the Sovereignty Network for joining me today. Be sure to check out Against the Mob and Liberty Uninterrupted, both available on all major podcast hosting platforms. And of course, I want to thank my sponsors for the show, Anti-State Apparel. Visit antistate.net to get all of your Liberty-themed shirts, hats, flags, decals, and more. Anti-State, no tolerance for being governed, no rulers, no masters. Public Hangings for Pedophiles, Turning Awareness into Action and the Fight Against Human Trafficking and Pedophilia. Head over to publichangingsforpedophiles.com and join in the fight today. And Lucky Links. Visit luckylinks.com or search Lucky Links in the Amazon search bar. That's L-U-C-K-E-E-L-Y-N-X. Lucky Links by author TJ McKay. The world needs a hero to take down Wall Street. All right, that's going to be it for me today, y'all. So until next time, remember, if you think the government should force people to consume pharmaceutical products, you're a fascist and you can go fuck yourself. Peace. Peace.